make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. And we are live. We are live with the intrepid, the brave, the daring Matthew Sauer. Oh, thanks for the intro, man. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, so you are doing the Pacific Crest Trail this upcoming March, you said? Yep, March 23rd. So Which is 2,600 miles? Yeah, like 2,650. So. 2,650. Yep. And then the app, so that in comparison to the Appalachian Trail think, on the East Coast, I think the Appalachian's like twenty four hundred and something. Okay, so it's, it's barely longer. I think here I actually looked it up. I've been oh, nice. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, two thousand one hundred eight eighty nine oh, okay. miles. Okay, and I know the Appalachian's supposed to be like a lot steeper. There's a lot more mountain going up and down. So what's the terrain on the Pacific Crest Trail? Like? Uh, so like the beginning is desert, but I mean, it's kind of mountainy still in the desert. It's not like super flat like you would think. Because it starts in Mexico, right? Uh, yeah, it's the it's called Campo. It's a city on the Mexico-California border. Oh, no shit, okay. Yeah. And so you start there, and then you go through like 700 miles of desert, and then, then you hit like a mountain range called the Sierra Nevada, and those are like 10,000 feet-ish. I mean, there's. I think there's some 14ers, and then the highest peak in the lower 48s in there. Uh, Mount. Are you Whitney. still in California? Whenever you're getting yeah. that, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll do Mount Whitney. So we'll like kind of leave our stuff at the base, walk up, and then walk back down for a day, and then you go through the Sierra, and then you hit like Northern California and Oregon, where it gets pretty flat. And so by that point, you're doing like 30 mile days. You're like cruising, cranking out miles. And then once you get through Oregon, which wow. most people like cruise through Oregon in like a month, which really? is insane. Yeah. So the, the main stretch is just California. Uh, yeah. Like you, just California. You hit, California. Well, I mean, you hit the halfway point and you're still in California. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's and a then, long stay. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the very end is the Cascade mountain range. So it's again, like you're going up and down a lot and it can get cold if okay. you're there late, like, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, like mid September towards like the beginning of October, it can be like rainy every day and like 30 degrees. So like it's, it can be dangerous. Damn. But that's why I'm leaving in March. That's smart. I, I yeah. was thinking about that yesterday. So, that's a really good time mm -hmm. to leave. Well, the one, like the one problem that can happen is, well, one of many, uh, there can be a lot of snow in the mountains when you hit the Sierra. And so either you, sometimes you'll have to skip around or I'm gonna try to just trudge through. I got like micro spikes and uh, Ice axe. What are what are micro spikes? Uh, they're like basically metal spikes you clip onto the bottom of your shoe, and they. So just, you only use them whenever you're at that part of the trail. Yeah, only whenever you have snow. Okay. Because they like grab into the snow, so it's easier to walk. Because walking on snow is kind of a bitch. Wow. So you're gonna. How are you packing? Um. Well, I mean, like I, <laughs> pretty much like one shirt, one pair of shorts. I got leggings for like cold days are sleeping okay and then i've got a nice fleece my parents are getting for me uh i've got like a down vest and then like a, a rain jacket okay and like that's my clothing yeah because i mean you can't afford all that weight yeah it's like my my base weight right now like without food and water is like just under 10 pounds so my back no really my, my backpack my tent my sleeping bag all my clothes and like rain gear Did you say tent yeah yeah you have a you have a 
tent that is it's like two pounds wow i just actually i just got it this week it's a i think it's one pound 12 ounces is it a one person or two person tent? no it's a two person okay, it's, so it's pretty tight though so like i mean me and my aunts will both be carrying half of it so, so that's who you're going with mm -hmm. yeah just you and your aunt mm -hmm. how yeah. old is she she's she's 62 well, I think she'll be 62 whenever we start. Is she the yeah. same aunt that, that biked across the U.S.? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with my dad. Hey, where'd she bike from? Uh, well, they started in Delaware and then went to Oregon. And then last summer, maybe it was two summers ago, she went with a girl and one of the guys who wanted to go but couldn't back in college. And they okay. went from Oregon to Delaware. So they went the other way. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I would love to meet her. She's Yeah, crazy. no, she's cool. She's, she's really? cool. She's been like... She's been all over the place. She was in the Navy for 32 years, and she's actually retiring December 31st. That's oh, no way. This. Yeah. So she's retiring, and then she's just doing this crazy... Mm -hmm. Oh, and she's got, like, so much stuff going in between. Like, once she retires, she's going up to Whistler to Hella Ski, and she's going... I think... I want to say she's going to the Alps to ski. She goes over there. That's that's around. in Germany, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she oh, was stationed in I've Germany. I've pictures, dude. That looks yeah. beautiful. Right? It's cool. It's awesome. That's cool. So it's, uh, the whole trail or what, what are you going to do whenever you see animals i mean so most animals out there aren't going to harm you the only ones you really have to be worried about are bears throughout the sierra especially and i've got a bear can i got Is the sierra the the first northwest uh it's oh, so that's still in cali yeah yeah okay and so that that part's semi-dangerous i mean bears aren't too terribly dangerous i mean in regards to as long as they know you're there like if you're loud they'll stay away it's only if you sneak up on them and like scare them then they get a little hairy absolutely <laughs> well uh I, grizzlies are very different than black bears right yeah yeah they okay. <laughs> actually when i was in montana this summer they like gave, showed us this video and with grizzly bears like you have bear spray and you basically spray a wall in front of them and hope they don't try to charge through it. But with black bears, they don't give a shit about your bear spray and they will just run through it. Like if you scare a black bear, you're more likely to die than if you are like with a grizzly bear looking at you. Really? Because black bears, if they get scared, they'll just like try to kill you, soak food. Really? Yeah, because they freak out. Okay, okay. It's it's not, not the best, but you know. That's, that's <laughs> like, I honestly always, was a lot more scared of grizzly bears. Like I Yeah, I mean they're huge. They're way they're big. Massive. Yeah. And <laughs> the best advice they gave us if a grizzly bear like makes it through your wall of bear spray was keep like lay face down on the ground and keep your pack between you and the bear. Uh -huh. And like if it tries to roll you, just keep rolling and just keep your stomach on the ground. No way. So literally like, yeah, just roll around on the ground and hope <laughs> it doesn't eat you. That's their best advice. You gotta be fearless to try that though. Uh, That's a lot of trust, you know? know like, like fight or flight kicks in. You're, mm -hmm. you're, gonna, oh, you're probably if, gonna wanna run away. If you away. run, you're dead. Really? I bet. If you run, because if you run, their fight instinct kicks in. Right. And they are a much better hunter and they are much faster. I believe it. Especially <laughs> at sprinting. Oh, bears can sprint, they can climb trees. Like, you're, you're, you're hose. But moose, on Don't the other tell. hand, if you see a moose, hide behind a tree. Really? Apparently, their brains. You have to worry about moose, really. Uh, I don't know if I do. Uh, it, I think it's more Western Montana. Okay. But when I was there, they were telling us like we actually we saw a moose when we went hiking. We saw it kind of a little bit of ways, but like if they are trying to charge you, if you hide behind a tree and they can't see you, 
they'll forget about you in like five to ten seconds. <laughs> no as way. long as you don't peek out around the tree. They have like a memory of a yeah, fish. Yeah, their, their brains are really, or their vision is really based on movement, and their brains, like they're top predators, so they don't really think a whole lot. They just see, attack. So if you okay. run, they'll attack you, but if you just like hide, chances are they'll forget you're there. Wow. So you yeah. said they, like they, somebody was telling you about this did you take like a class before uh, well or? i was i was in a class and basically for this class we go out and do field work okay. and so like the night before everything started they had a training for us where they went through all this stuff okay because they're like yeah you're gonna be out there you're probably gonna go hiking on the weekend because people who go do classes in aquatic microbial ecology probably like hiking yeah and right. so they assume we're gonna be hiking in glacier national park and they're like you need to know this so you don't get hurt it was kind of cool, but it was also kind of terrifying because they, they told us about black bears, showed us how to get away from grizzly bears, and then never said anything about black bears. And someone asked, like, well, don't scare them. Like, like, <laughs> what if we do? Like, well. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, Good luck. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So it was, it was cool. I, I didn't see any bears when I was there. Okay. So that, was, that was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Safe. What would you, I, so I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this exact question by, like, every single person but what's like the overall goal of doing this um like what do you hope to gain yeah no definitely i i probably the thing i hope to gain the most is just like personal growth like it's a lot about just setting a goal and proving to myself that if i really want to do something it doesn't matter how hard it is or how big of a task it is like i can just do it anything and yeah. that opposes anything yeah exactly no it's it's kind of like using this trip as like metaphor for the rest of my life like proving to myself and giving myself the confidence that if i really want something like i really want to do this hike i can just do it as long as i'm willing to put in the work right right because like right now i pretty much spend my free time like and when i'm on social media i'm actually on like ultralight forms looking up gear looking up like the towns i'm going to be hiking through and like what grocery stores are cheap and which places i can like, you're obsessed yo dude. definitely i love it but I like that's it. that's like how i want to live my life is like get obsessed with one thing do it and then move on to another thing yes that's, that's exactly yeah, how i am yes I, I think it's it's a good way to live I, I just think passion needs to be distilled yeah, in everybody's right. life dude, you, you life know, gets really lackluster if you don't there's no passion. Yeah. What were you saying? Do you know Mike Rowe? I do not. Okay, he's uh, he's the guy who did Dirty Jobs. Okay, absolutely. And, uh, I was listening to him talk one time, and he basically said, like, don't follow your passion, which I think is crazy. It's counterintuitive. Yeah, well, he's basically saying, like, I think the, the, the example he used was, like, roadkill cleanup people whistle while they work. He's like, they don't care about cleaning up roadkill, but they get paid and they make a living. And like that's cool for some people, but for me, it, it just doesn't work. Like I, I have to exactly no. But I think that's good that like we can disagree with someone who's giving advice. Like, <laughs> who was it that said uh, the best advice I ever got was don't take any advice? Maybe J Cole or something. Okay, I, I think I, 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 I like, like that. that. Like I like taking it with an open mind and well, then being able because everybody's trying to help you to the best based on their experiences. But yeah, their experiences. They're trying to relate it to yours and they're doing the best they can, but really. You got to be able to figure out for yourself what's going to be the best for you. Yeah, exactly. But back back on what you were saying a second ago, um, like just being able to be like you, because you can always tap into that. Like anytime you're like really feeling down about yourself or anything later in life, you'll be like, "Wow, like I, I am." It, it's just that reminder: I am a badass. I, dude, <laughs> yeah, I did right. The Pacific yeah, Crest right, like, Trail, two thousand six hundred miles, Mexico to Canada. Yeah. Like, are you going? Are you doing the entire thing? 
That's the goal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's like fire, snow, a lot of things that could kick me off the trail, but right now the goal is to do it all the way. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, all the forest fires yeah. going on. Oh, there. there was it was bad. I was watching videos of people doing it last year and in Oregon it's just smoky. Oh. Yeah. But I think going early is gonna help with that because the fires usually start in like July and August. Uh -huh. And if I can get through Oregon in June and beat the fires Maybe. That's so how, how long do you plan to take on doing this? Uh, about five months. Five months? Yeah. Five months of hiking every single day. Yeah. Are, are there days where you like... Yeah, I'll have days rest? off. Okay. I'm sure like a lot of people I've read about take days off in towns and in like hotels. Absolutely. I think I would rather like take days off at like, so I'm in the mountains and I'm next to a really cool lake and I'm just like... I just camp there take for a few days. Yeah, right. Just exactly enjoy. As long as I have the food to do it. I really would rather do that than sleep in a hotel. One, because I'm cheap, and two, because Alpine Lakes are like one of the coolest things in the world. Right. When I, I when I was in Montana, that's where we hiked to was a, a glacial lake up in the mountains, and it was the bluest lake I've ever seen. Beautiful. Oh my god! I I jumped in, and it was so cold, but it was worth it. Oh, I bet that water just oh looks so god. pure. You're like you, I do. I I convinced you could drink it. I did. I filled up my Camelback, and actually, I brought. I had a water bottle full of it, and I brought it back home. And me and Jay had some. Oh no way! Yeah, because Jay. Jay had gone to Glacier and he told me about like how cool it was and so I brought some Glacier water back and we That's like, chugged cool. a bunch. <laughs> I've had it once before because I, I uh, ended up in Colorado Springs. I wow. Long story short, I spent the night on top of the Mad New Incline and cool. yeah, I met some random stranger up there and I spent the <laughs> night with him. Yeah, it was a crazy night. Dude. Hey, but that's he, awesome. Yeah, he's, he, what, do what? Was that on your like trek across the country? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I told it, because I, I like to do like spontaneous stuff as well. So yeah, I yeah. was like, I, I told my Australian buddy after we got done uh, hiking around the Garden of the Gods, which is like the notorious tourist attraction there in uh, yeah. Colorado Springs, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to go hike the Mad New Incline, which is a mile uphill, and then I'm just going to spend the night up there. And he's like, all right, all right, you go do you, man. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just going to go back to our Airbnb and get a good night's rest. And yeah. So I get up to the top. I get like 20 minutes of uh, sunlight. Long story short, I end up walking back down the mountain thinking I'm going to like bail, but I'm too tired. I knew I wouldn't be able to make it in town before mm -hmm. I'd fall asleep. So I'm like, Take okay, it. I'm just going to fall asleep for like an hour, go back. <laughs> end up meeting this dude hiking up the trail, and he tells me he knows where a cave in water is. And this dude was sketchy too, but yeah, I, I ended up spending the night in a cave. <laughs> really? Yeah. You slept in a cave with a stranger. And tried glacier water, and it was, oh, it was beautiful. Right? It's so cold. Yeah. It's so just pure. It's very refreshing. So do you have like a water purifier thing? Yeah, I do. I have, uh, it's like a Katadine B-Free. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's the, lightweight. And... Is it the one, I've heard about those that where they have a warranty up to like, it's like a million gallons or something um, like absolutely I don't know if this like one that. has a warranty like that, but... Uh, they're they're rated for like a thousand liters, I think. Okay. Which is a ton of water. And whenever I'm in like the mountains, I don't know how much purifying I'll actually do, just because, you know, water right off of snowmelt doesn't really have many bacteria. Okay. And I I I'm willing to risk it. I mean, my aunt will probably filter water still, because she laughed at me when I told her that I wasn't planning on it, but. Uh -huh. I, I'm not uh, during like the desert stretch. I for sure I'm gonna filter water. Absolutely, absolutely. But if it's running water, if it's high elevation, like a, near the tree line, there's no animals above it. Like, 
it's pretty safe. You trust it? Mm -hmm. okay, Just because most of the contamination either comes from human influence through okay. us adding nutrients and then the wildlife going crazy because of it or just like fecal matter from other wildlife. And sense, so if yeah. it's above the tree line, there's not enough to support uh, much uh, in the way of like megafauna. And so there wouldn't be much in the way of droppings and stuff, especially in March and April whenever it's cold. Right. So. I just think that natural water tastes better too. Yeah, and also not having to filter is probably going to be nice because I, after a month, two months of just every time you want to drink, having to like squeeze water through the filter, I think I'm going to get really tired of it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. And you can't carry that weight on your back. No, exactly. Like most people carry like one to two liters at a time and then just fill up as they go because you know. So you, how much is that? Like how much? Is uh, this one liter thing? is like two point two pounds, I think. Maybe two point. Okay. Yeah. Pounds. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Because like well, just, I just thought of, like a two liter. A gallon's like a gallon's like eight pounds. So. Water's heavy, man. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. I mean, if my all my gear's ten pounds and I'm carrying eight pounds of water, like that sucks. Yeah, I guess you won't get too many souvenirs from this. Mm. Obviously, the experiences no. are gonna be up yeah, it'll be mostly a million times more. Pictures and memories. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. And that's that's how I prefer it too. I've never been a huge fan of souvenirs. Right. Maybe like a small thing. I I'll like probably buy some shot glasses and like mail them back to myself or something. Might as well. Right, yeah. So what are you going to do about showering? Um, <laughs> I mean, shower probably like every five-ish days in town. Because whenever I hit a town, if they have showers, like I'm going to take it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm not going to skip showers because I, I like showers. Dude, I bet that feeling of like being able to go back to a shower and mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. It's just Yeah, and do laundry. I think laundry and showers are going to be nice. But I grew up like hiking in the woods a lot, and I know mm -hmm. like after even just a day of just being yeah. gone in the woods all day, you come back super sweaty, all gross, covered in mud, <laughs> got bugs in your teeth and shit. Like, uh, yeah, uh, so there's yeah. no better feeling than coming back into showering. Yep. And it, I can't even like begin to imagine the just sleeping out in the wilderness, hiking out in the wilderness for five days straight, or however yeah. long it be. I mean, I'm sure some days you'll go up to maybe even 10 days, you know? Probably. Well, I think a lot of, like, in the long stretches, if I see a lake or something, I'll probably jump in. True. You know? True. I love swimming. And as long as it's not, like, 30, 40 degrees, I'll jump in. Because if it's, like, 50 and sunny, you warm up fast. Right. When I was in Glacier, it was, like, 55 but sunny. So I jumped in, like, laid out on the Be beach. Refreshing. Oh, it was so refreshing. And I dried off so quick because there's no humidity there. Uh -huh. So, like, in Missouri, we're so used to humidity, so it takes forever to dry off. Like, sweating sucks. But in California, your sweat evaporates, and it actually, like, cools you down. No way. Yeah, so it's it, – I sweat a ton. Right. And so in Missouri, that sucks. So that's going to be a benefit but for you. Exactly. In the desert, it's a huge benefit. Yeah. But I also have to drink a ton more water because I'm losing a lot of water through my sweat. So I have to like, and I won't notice as much because I won't have the sweat oh. on my skin. So I just gotta like. You gotta be conscious of that. You exactly. gotta be I, very I aware. Can't let myself get dehydrated because that'd be an easy way to get sick. And Absolutely. Yeah, don't want that. Do you think you'll stop and party at any point? <laughs> <laughs> um, knowing my aunt, maybe on when the, we like, go on to towns, I feel like we're gonna be drinking for sure. Because it goes yeah. through Yosemite, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. does it go through any like any close to any major towns in California? Oh yeah, no. The first twenty miles, like there is a town on the trail. Oh. Really? And like, there's towns on the trail throughout. A lot of them you hitchhike to. Okay. So the guy, one of the guys I talked to who had done the trail, he recommended wearing a collar so that hitchhikes are easier. 
because people are more willing to pick up someone with a collar. Really? But I'm also going like to more appealing from like yeah, a shoulder yeah. tap kind of deal. Okay. And then also I'm going to be with my aunt and like women are much more likely to get picked up as hitchhikers. I feel so. like, like people are going to be a little bit more empathetic. Of, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And if yeah. they see like a young kid with my aunt, I assume they'll be. That's cool. That I didn't realize you were hitchhiking. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't either until a couple months ago and I was like, yeah, and Erica, so we're going to be doing a bit of hitchhiking. She's like, oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Your aunt Adams. sounds like the bomb. She's she cool. sounds amazing. She's cool, yeah. So are you going to like keep a knife on you at any point? Um, no. I, I'm i trusting people and like... Well, even, even just for like candy, like in, in the woods? Oh, I have, a, I have a tiny pair of scissors. Okay. I'll show you after. They're literally like this big. <laughs> they weigh 0.3 ounces. Really? I weighed them, yeah. They're they're really sharp though. They work. You, you could. I mean, this is just a recommendation. Obviously, I, I know nothing about yeah, this. Yeah. But I like. I feel like I, if I were going to do something like this, I would keep a knife in my in my socks so that it's like quickly accessible. It doesn't add too much weight. Yeah. Especially if true. it's like a lightweight knife, you know. Yeah. And for protection. And for protection. Yeah. See, my thought is, if I need protection, a knife probably isn't going to be enough. Yeah. True. Because like the only things that can really get you are a bear. Or a human, and a human most likely they're not gonna have a knife. They're gonna have a gun right. if they're really trying to like take my shit. Yeah, I don't want to bring a knife. To and a gun so fight. yeah, that's a good way to get hurt against a bear. You don't want to try to fight them like you're screwed. And I mean the the biggest fear I have is like disease, like getting sick, getting giardia. I don't know if you know what that no, is. No, I don't. Giardia uh, basically it makes you get diarrhea. Uh... And so you get really dehydrated because your uh, your intestine cells. They just like all your water just goes out, and your intestine cells can't hold water because uh -huh. there's an imbalance in like the sodium concentration. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah. And so that that's a big one that has gotten people in the hospital for weeks. Right, right. So that's that's one of my biggest fears. Like uh, I think foot pain is one of the biggest reasons people get off the trail. I'd imagine that. I'd yeah. imagine that. So I've been doing recently a lot of research in shoes. And I still haven't decided what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to do like trail runners. Like they make basically like tennis shoes that are really breathable with like a little bit thicker soles. Okay. And they're designed for hiking. Are they, are they good for like sweat? I feel like. Mm, yeah, they're really breathable. Would, okay. And that's one of the things I'm used to hiking in boots that have like a Gore-Tex liner, which means it's really waterproof, uh -huh. but it doesn't breathe as well. And so out there, the assumption is your feet are going to get wet. So instead of trying to prevent water from getting in, you choose a shoe that'll just dry really fast. Whereas with my boots, if they get wet, like it takes like a day and a half to dry out. The uh, shoes I'm looking at, they'll dry yeah, out. You don't want that. You know, 45 minutes. Right, right. And okay. so that's. So you might have to deal with it on the second half of every day, but overnight it's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The one, the one thing I'm kind of worried about in the mountains is if my shoes get wet. And it gets cold at night, like they, my shoes could freeze. Right. <laughs> and oh wow. Yeah. Man. Right. And with, with one of the water filters I was looking at, there's like a ceramic piece in it, and if it drops below a certain temperature, that'll freeze and break, and you don't uh -huh. know if it happened. So all of a sudden, you could be filtering water, and it's not actually working anymore. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking I'm steering away from that water filter. So. So are you doing any of this for like the. Are you are you doing it solely for the challenge, or are you also doing it from like the detachment from like technology and whatnot? Oh, uh, definitely both. Like, okay, I'm, reconnect with nature a mm -hmm. little bit. Over spring break, I went to Zion no, yeah. National Park. Absolutely, and Zion. yes, it was awesome. Like, really? I was, I, I actually it wasn't at Zion, but it was a hike in the 
you know, desert Southwest. Okay. And it was just one of the coolest experiences in my life. And I was like, I want to go hike for a while. So I had decided there's so that a, was life changing enough that you, you decided you wanted to hike for an extensive period of time, yeah, more than at, like at that five, point, six miles. Yeah. I, I decided I was going to do the John Muir trail, which is a 212 section of the PCT. So okay. I was like, I'm going to do this 200 miles. And then I went to Montana this summer and I was like, all right, I'm going to do 1800 miles, which is, which would have been from Mexico up to Crater Lake, Oregon. Okay. And then, like a month later, I was just, you know what? If just I'm doing, if yourself. I'm doing 1,800 miles, why am I not going to do the whole thing? Right, right. So it went from like a pipe dream to okay, I might do this. Okay, I'm going to do the whole thing. And now it's like, holy shit! I've already spent like almost 1,500 dollars on gear. Like I'm, I'm going. Right, right. So rain or shine, I'm doing it. And it, dude, that's so cool too. Wait, what were you, what were you saying? Oh, uh, well, I was going to say like the, the the hardest thing for me to like get past right now is just accepting that for weeks at a time, I'm not going to want to be there. Yeah, like everything's yeah. going to hurt. It's going to rain. It's going to be cold. Like my knees are going to be swollen and I'm just going to have to like push through the shittiness. Like no matter what in a five month period, there's going to be bad times. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it does. It's, it's inconceivable to think about it as it's all going to be good. So I've got to just learn to cope with shitty. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a, a life skill I hope to bring back from the trail. So you you see the value in struggle then? Yeah. Like oh, a meaningful struggle. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Like someone like Elon Musk. I don't know if you know his story. Absolutely. Yeah, he you know immigrant, watched his parents work their asses off so he could survive. Him and his brother started a company where they had no money so they didn't have a place to live so they rented out a like office and right. basically worked slept and then worked for like six months really? and they started paypal working 100 hour weeks and a 100 hour week is his standard because all he's ever known his life is struggle so right. I, I i am nothing like that and i don't claim to be like that but i think putting struggle in my life will help me to like work harder and to build better habits and to want to do more instead of like sit around so okay okay yeah wow that's cool so i'm assuming uh on the like like any long-term goal there's got it's got to be broken down into like a short amount of mm -hmm. time like like every day so what's what's your like daily goal like are you gonna set like today we gotta like every day we gotta walk between 20 and 30 miles no i i don't plan on doing it like that just because i'm not someone who likes to have everything planned out you don't like I, too I much like, structure you like no i don't i don't really like structure too much i like having an overarching goal and knowing like how i'm gonna get there but just figuring out along the way what's the best strategy. That's how, if, if I was taking on a beast mm -hmm. like the Pacific Crest Trail, that's probably what I would be yeah. like the same my, way. Because then you're stressing yourself out. You're like, oh, I, I hiked 18 miles a day and then yeah. you're all pissed off and, and I, you're I, going to bed. And... I don't want to do that. Absolutely. Not at all. So like my plan right now is to start out with 10 mile days for a week and then see how it goes. Absolutely. I have no plan past that. So. I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't matter when you finish just whatever exactly. you no, finish. No, and you like <clears throat> with starting so early, if we go really slow, we'll still be able to finish before it gets super cold in Washington. Absolutely. So I've like built in time to struggle and fail and get upset and like take a week off even, and like I'm okay. Okay, okay. I don't want to, but I know it's probably gonna happen where I'm gonna like either get hurt or 
something's gonna go wrong. That would suck. You'd be like, yeah, I mean, an ankle. Or... Yeah, it happens. But I've got family in California, so worst comes to worst, I can hopefully you know crash with them for like a week and then ship myself back out there. And Absolutely. So we'll see. Take on that beast. Take yeah. on that bull by the it's, horns. My my goal right now has just been like planning out for every conceivable obstacle so that like plan for the worst yeah like i'm going to assume i'm going to get hurt i'm going to assume it's going to rain a bunch i'm going to assume it's going to suck Murphy's so that law. way yeah because every piece of gear i have i have already in my backpack something to fix it like okay. my, my tent is super lightweight so i'm assuming at some point it's going to rip okay. so i have tape in my bag that is designed to like fix a tent so how wow the preparation is absolutely insane. Like well, you, you have well you basically you, yeah yeah if you want to finish, you have to do this kind of preparation. And so I've just watched vlogs. Uh, I can't even believe I just said that word uh, of like people who have done like this over and over. Like this the one guy who really inspired me was his name's Lint, and okay. he's done the Triple Crown, which is the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide. Trail. I read about that. That's what it yeah. was. That. Like 7,000 something? Yeah, 7,800 miles. The Triple Crown? Yeah. Well, he's a triple, triple crowner. He's done all three, three, three times. times. Holy the shit. The dude is insane. And so he's the guy who I like. <laughs> yeah, like if, if he's doing this, there's probably a pretty good reason as to why he's doing this. Uh -huh. And so I, I've learned a lot from him. He's, he's an interesting dude. He, dude. That would be a really informative like vlog. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, he I, hasn't done a whole lot because he's like, He's he's a goofy dude. He's like me. He's kind of off. But I love it. And he, he actually he makes vans now. He, he oh, lives out right. of his van and he's working with some like carpenter. Oh, dude. I need that vans like the shoes. <laughs> oh no no no! Like like hundred thousand dollar luxury vans to like live out of. Because he believes like he whenever he was like twenty, he didn't have like any money. Okay. So he would like dumpster dive behind grocery stores and okay. then he'd throw out good food because it's expired. Absolutely. And so like that's how he would get his food. He'd like freeze dry it and then he'd send it to himself on trail and he would do anything to finance his treks. It's resourceful. Yeah, resourceful. exactly. So he's just, he's a super smart dude. And I don't know, I just like picked up on a lot of the little things, but there's some things that he does that I don't really want to do. And uh -huh. so I'm gonna, I want to like do my own trick. Well, that's and what's cool about kinda... it. Like you, like you kind of learn from him and then you apply your own, your own methods. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Deal. And there's other people who I've been like following who are not quite as experienced as him, but have a lot to offer as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. You need somebody who's actually done the experience. Exactly. Like, yeah, I've, I've never done anything like this. I mean, the longest I've ever hiked is like a hundred miles and that was like junior year of high school. That's still insane. So, I mean, it was, it was like kind of planned out for me. I mean, it was a totally different, it was in Boy Scouts. So like it was a totally different atmosphere, okay, okay. but it was still, it was a really good experience. Like that was what made me kind of want to go into fisheries and wildlife and go into conservation. And that's set me on the path that's led me to like this career I want to have in science and leading me towards now, hopefully my masters. And that's so, so cool. Just the ripple. Like, yeah, exactly. That, you know? that, that like, started. What if you, and, you got sick that weekend and everyone on that hundred mile hike. Do you, right? you ever think about that? Like where, where your life would go? Like, dude, the butterfly effect is real. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. Absolutely. So many little things. Just like one, one thing that you don't do or do do just opens up a whole new multiverse. Of, oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I still remember when I first went to the Mizzou, I was like, looking to rush fraternities. Uh -huh. And one of my sister's friends, her boyfriend, 
was like offering for me to rush or whatever. Okay. And the only reason I never went over was because that week was like bid day and their fraternity had a guy dress up in a Teletubby suit and they got in trouble for sexual harassment because apparently dressing up as a Teletubby is sexual harassment, which is just ridiculous. What the fuck? Yeah, he didn't even do anything. He was literally just, he was kind of probably drunk and like dancing around. And because he had like a mask on, it was sexual harassment. And so they were going through Title IX and he was on exec oh board. My God. And so like their fraternity was basically like being attacked. And so like they shut down Rush for the week. And so By I, campus? I, yeah. Campus was kind of... Uh -huh. like, yeah, okay, their IFC. Okay. Uh -huh. And so I never went over and like rushed there. So I literally could have joined a completely different fraternity, which would have set me on another completely different track. Absolutely, because all those and, people you meet are making right? different influences Just because in one kid decided it would be funny to dress up as a Teletubby. Wow. Um, and then everyone freaked out. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. That's insane. That's what's so cool about this world. Like every, so many factors playing uh -huh. into it, and there's somebody in New York that's somehow affecting the way that we're living right now. You know, like yeah, no, no, no very true. Especially Elon Musk on that topic. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's really changed the world. Did you hear he's building tunnels in LA to help with traffic? The Boring Company. Yeah, dude, those are so cool. Like how you just drive your car on them and <laughs> yeah, they go down. <laughs> that's it's insane. It's that's ridiculous. that's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. No, I know. Probably in like. 30 years, that's going to be huge. Absolutely. Big cities, at least. Probably not here in Missouri, but... Yeah, once he, I, I'd assume once it's built in L.A. and they can do it more efficiently, then... Probably go to, like, Chicago next, because New York would be tough. I mean, they could because do it... it's so but, compact? Well, there's already a huge subway system, and it's on an island, which I assume would complicate things, but I don't really know much. But they can always go deeper, so maybe yeah, under the subway system? That's true. I mean, then you got to deal with groundwater, though. And maybe that's a problem, I would assume. That would add pressure and weight, but I don't know a whole lot about that. If there's anything about Elon Musk, though, he conquers problems. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. That is very true. Dude, that would suck. I never even thought about that. Like, one of those tunnels just floods one day with ocean water. Yeah, or, exactly. Like, like, you're, wow. You're done. Yeah, they got a plan for everything, especially on those, on those coastal places. Yep. That's why I think Chicago might be next. But, then, I mean, they got Lake Michigan, so... Shit. Yeah. <laughs> People are based around water. Hey, maybe St. Louis. Fact. Maybe St. Louis. Hey, maybe. <laughs> oh, and the, the other thing he's doing is uh, those, oh, like the rockets. He's, he's oh, doing, he's landing them. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. That is insane. It saves like $200 million per launch. Really? Yeah, well, because the rockets are that oh, you're about, oh, you're talking about just like landing them. Yeah, and he's oh, doing yeah, it yeah. accurately, too. Mm -hmm. uh, on a barge in the ocean. Really? Yeah, he landed, I think, two now. Uh, rockets on like hundred by hundred yard barges in the ocean. Okay, two all for two. autonomously. Uh, no, I think well the first one, they they failed, something went wrong, but they didn't entirely lose the rocket. I, I don't remember exactly. But then since they've had two successful, and then uh, NASA was like, okay, you did it on the ocean, now you can try it on land, and they did it like perfectly. Like they launched the rocket, it went up, it launched a satellite into orbit, like flipped came back down and landed. Wow. Which just the physics and math behind that is insanely complicated. Absolutely. I can't even begin to like imagine. Which is so complicated that, that like that's awesome that he's two for two you said? Uh, I, I'm not, I think he messed up. Well, okay. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like it's a very high percentage. Yeah, yeah, and, no. and That's awesome but he needs to be 100%. Yeah, and exactly. It, it needs to be 100%. Yeah. But no, he's he's doing uh, rockets that will travel like like in in replacement to like an airplane. So like like from like Australia to 
Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. So like, like a high speed plane, basically, like pretty much. It would get you there way faster. Extremely quick. Like it was. I forgot okay. what it was, but cool. it was like NYC to like London in like an insane amount like of time. Two like hours or something. Something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's crazy that he's almost all self-taught. Really? Yeah, like all the physics. Because he started coding originally. Yeah, and, yeah, and like that's how that's he, he learned to do PayPal. Autodidact. Yeah. That's a, that means like a self-talk. I only did that because oh, it was okay. a brand. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like he, he made a bunch of money off PayPal and then didn't sit on the money. He like used that and invested in himself and then learned a bunch. He he spent like the, the, the saying is that he like reinvested everything he had into SpaceX. Like okay. after the first failed uh, landing... He like they hadn't had like no money, so he put all of his money back into it, built another rocket, and if they, they almost failed at that point. And if yeah. they would have failed, then he would have basically been bankrupt. And then that's the the whole world is affected by that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a huge ripple. Because I mean, he wants to put a dude on Mars by 2022. I think. Really? Yeah, that's his goal. Well, he plans to die on Mars, right? Probably, I I believe it. The cool thing about him too is he's so young. Like he's he's not is old he really? at all. He's like forty something, man. Okay. He's like, yeah. Like early forties too. Yeah. So I mean, he potentially has like thirty good years left. Absolutely. That'd be. And then all the all the like all the lasting change he's making on top of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! If, they, if they're Tesla any, itself is just so awesome. Yeah. Like they he, he all of his patents are opened. All really? of his patents on like electronic batteries, all the battery technology. He like puts it out there to the market because he wants to increase competition, and he thinks having batteries like that are better than the current ones is the way to the future. Because right now, they they say that battery technology is holding back our civilization. Like once we get a battery that can have like, right now it's you know the bigger the battery, the more the charge. Absolutely. But if you can get a tiny battery with as much charge as the biggest battery. Everything would change. It's kind of the same idea with like computers, like those massive computers that they sent uh, somebody to the moon. Now we have more technology and like a simple like just just an iPhone. Yeah, I, I heard even like a graphing calculator could has more technology in it than what we sent to the moon. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> I believe it. That's, that's yeah, insane. That's, oh, dude. Yeah, computers used to be whole rooms. Now. My cell phone has yeah. way more power than that. But that's my biggest did. complaint about my cell phone, dude. Like, like obviously it's an it's an older phone, but the feet, battery is absolute ass. It's yeah. garbage. Right. It's garbage. Mine's new, so it's not bad. But in a year, you know, it'll be it'll be rough. Right. Right. That's how it always goes. Wait. So so back on the the Pacific Crest Trail, how okay. much how much do you think, or how much are you anticipating this to cost you? Um. Okay. So like I said, I've on gear alone. I had budgeted two thousand dollars, and I'm about twelve hundred. But I had some help, like my parents are buying a jacket. My dad bought me a bear can, and so like they've helped me with some of it, and I like had some gear. Respect. But like so, about twelve hundred dollars on gear, and then everything I've read has estimated about a thousand dollars a month. Okay. So with five months, it's about five to six grand. It, what, what cost does that cover? Like, I'm assuming, like, food, food water, or um, not even water. Not water, just, like, food, uh, off days in hotels if you want, and then also new shoes every, like, 500 miles, and just, like, beer a lot. Okay. I, like, I watched some dude's breakdown of his costs, and he had, like, a pie chart. And almost half of it was like alcohol. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so if I want to do it cheap, no alcohol. We'll see. But so I mean, I, I think I can do it a lot cheaper than a thousand dollars a month. Absolutely. But I want to have that saved up 
So that way, if something goes wrong... Same, yeah, go, same mentality. Prepare mm, for the worst. Yeah. Prepare for the worst. I don't want to get out there and be like, oh shit, I wish I had more money so I could finish. Because that would... Oh, that would suck. That would, if, if I don't finish because of money, that would make me so sad. Yeah. Because like, that's literally just me being irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. And just lack of preparation, too. Yeah, exactly. So... Damn. Hopefully that's not going to be a problem. I think I asked you over text this summer, but how are you preparing for this? Like mentally, physically? More so physically, but I'm like, okay. now, now you're bringing up the whole mental aspect that's uh, uh, so physically, curiosity. I mean, during the summer, I would hike like every weekend and through August and September, I was pretty good about it. And this week, like I said, I've done like 25 miles, but I mean, just generally I do push-ups every morning. Sometimes I do sit-ups and stretches. I've, it's been hit or miss this semester, but during the summer, I was really good about it. Uh -huh. It was, you know, 25, 30 push-ups in the morning, 30 sit-ups. I would do pull-ups and, like, leg lifts, and kind of fell off in the semester, but I'd do that every morning and every night, and that helped a lot, like just general fitness. Absolutely. And, like, Strength just, and endurance kind of combined. Mm -hmm. okay. And then I always walk to class, so I live a mile from campus, and I try to walk five miles a day, I'm usually more about four because it's a mile to campus and then a mile back, and I usually walk there twice a day. That's not bad. And so that's that's really to help like my joints, like my knees. I bet and nobody my feet. driving by who sees you like walking to campus is like that dude's training for. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> but like I have, I keep a book in my backpack, so my my like school backpack sits around twenty pounds. Okay, so it's double the weight you're going to be carrying. Well, it's a so it's double the base weight. But with food and water, I figure I'll be carrying about 20 pounds. Wow, okay. So, like, on average, just depends. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, you know, some days, like, if I'm leaving town on an eight-day resupply, I'll have probably close to 30 pounds. But if I'm, like, the day outside of town, like, about to get there, uh -huh. I'll probably be sitting at, like, 15. So it just, okay, it's yeah. going to vary every day. But I'll figure I'll probably average 20, 22-ish. So what kind of backpack are you taking? Uh, actually, I, I custom ordered it from this dude in Japan. No way. Yeah. I, custom ordering kind of like the same idea whenever you order shoes, like you kind of, um, except kinda. like certain features you're kind of like yeah, choosing to have. Yeah, exactly. They okay. have, he, his website was really confusing. Like the first time, so I had made a spreadsheet on my gear, uh -huh. and the first time I looked up his packs, I remember writing super confusing form, probably not. And then I like kept doing more research, and people were like, no, this guy's stuff is legit. Like He has, so most packs, if you go frameless, you're looking at about a pound. What does that mean, frameless? Uh, so like a backpack will have like a frame, which is like uh, usually aluminum or steel, or not steel, titanium. And the metal goes from the top to the bottom, like to your waist. Okay. And so it'll transfer weight from off your shoulders to your hips. Oh, that's important. Yeah, that and so important. basically there's two schools of thoughts. One is frameless and hip beltless. Uh -huh. So it's you go light enough to where your shoulders can bear all the weight. And the other is you get a sturdy enough frame to where your hips can carry it and not your shoulders, so you're good. But this guy kind of mixes the two. Because if you usually if you want a framed backpack, you're looking at two pounds. If you go frameless, you're a pound or less. Okay. Well, this pack is like a pound, but it has a frame and a hip belt. Okay, okay. Yeah, and the, the pack's also waterproof. So it's like, it's waterproof, it only weighs a pound, it's got a hip belt and a frame. It's, it was only, it was like 240 bucks. Oh, wow. But I've been waiting, I ordered it like two weeks ago, almost, and he hasn't finished making it yet, but like, 
The dude, oh, so the dude like does fantastic work. Oh yeah, no, wow. all handmade. Okay, okay. Like that. That's why I went through him because he's like. I've never heard a bad word about any of his patterns. Well, from the exterior, $240 sounds like a lot, but I mean, yeah. this is something you're going to be carrying around mm -hmm. with you for a while. And the other packs I was looking at that were like off a shelf, you know, not handmade, not like tailored to my needs were like $200. Mm -hmm. So I was either going to use my backpack that I've had that's like five pounds uh -huh. or invest in a new one and spend about 200 anyway. So I figured why not spend the extra 50 bucks? Like I'm gonna be with this backpack for five months anyway. Like might as well make it something I love. Yeah, totally, so totally. I haven't, I haven't tried it on and I have no idea if it's gonna like fit. So I'm totally terrified. Fingers but, crossed. But it's, it's my last <laughs> big piece of gear that I don't have. So okay. like once I get that, I can train with my actual kit that I'm gonna be rolling with next summer. And that'll last you for life too. Hopefully, yeah, like it's like a backpack that should last at least 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So, and the guy's awesome. Like I originally ordered one fabric, and then read a bunch of reviews about this new fabric. They're like, "Yeah, I took it on two through hikes already, and it's still good to go. Like, don't worry about durability. You'll want a new pack before this one will wear out." And I was like, I emailed him. I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you already made my backpack or not. It's only been like two days, but if possible, could I switch to this fabric?" And he emailed me back. He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. Like, let me run the math on how much you owe me." And, he ended up actually owing me like five bucks or something, but it was, oh, no it was like, you know, a nominal amount. Right, But right. still, yeah, it was great. There's been great customer service. So. That's cool. Yeah. So is this, wait, is this dude like, like is he Japanese? Uh, actually, he I think he's a, he's a Frenchman who's living in Japan. I don't know. Oh, but he's story. an interesting guy. I Especially if you got, like, how do you right? get it? You gotta and, have some interest in yeah, that. Like, you're making these. He owns, it's, the company's called Chaos Ultralight. And okay. like he makes all kinds of backpacks and all kinds of cool stuff. Like his website is kind of confusing, but it is full of just cool shit. I I just got lost in there for hours. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because so, he's got like simple day packs, bigger like big packs that are still lightweight for how big they are. Well, I bet that selection would be the type of thing like it's it's so much. You're like, what do I need? Mm -hmm. What do I want? That's why it took me so long to figure out what the hell I was looking at. Yeah, especially if you if you're not trying them on, like mm -hmm. kind of feeling them out. That's tough. It's tough to like. Okay, this is what I think I want. So, we'll Dude, I, I hope it's like custom fit and like it works I think so. out. Everything. I mean, I like measured my hips and my shoulders and. Okay. So. I don't see why not, you know? Right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I, I know how it is. Like, with those, whenever backpacks are extremely heavy, like, you need some of that mm -hmm. resistance to be off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. Because your traps will be donezo in, like, exactly. a day. And there's there's people, like, that lint guy, he doesn't use a waist belt. Okay. But his base weight is, like, under seven pounds. That's, that's attainable. Yeah. So, you know, at most, he's carrying 20 pounds. Right. And 20 pounds is a lot, but... He's a big dude and he hikes a lot, so you know, uh -huh. it's whatever you're used to. Absolutely, yeah. I know mine was like 50 pounds on oh, my trips. Right, it exactly. Was I was like, this sucks. Yeah, no, I know. I remember training one day. The day I like decided I was getting a new backpack and like gonna go ultralight, I put like a bunch of weights in my backpack. I probably had like 55 pounds. No way. And I walked from my house to this park nearby, walked like a five mile loop, and then walked home. And I couldn't walk straight for like three days. No way. Like my back and my legs just were like pulled. It was bad. Wait, what do you mean you can't walk straight? Like you well, like, you're just doing circles? No, I was just like hunched over, like scooting more or less. <laughs> it was horrible. And I was just like, all right, that was like 55 pounds. That was terrible. I'm not even going to be close to that. And then I started like doing a bunch of research on uh, Reddit. Okay. There's a forum called R Ultralight. And there's like 55,000 people in it. 
Really? Which is insane. That's like that's a ton. I, I'm pretty sure. Wait, what's it called again? Uh, R Ultralight. Okay. So it's like people who just love backpacking, but they don't want to carry a bunch of weight. So at first I like, kind of thought they were totally sissies, and I was just like, all right, you guys are just like stupid. But then the more I started like reading and like understanding their reasoning, you know, the less weight on your back, the less strain on your feet, the less strain on your knees. And even more term too, because if you're if you're hiking around with something like yeah, thirty yeah. pounds, dude, that might that might after I don't know a few months in, that might mess you up like right? permanently. You never know. Yeah. So it's been cool. It's been it's been a really like growing experience just doing the research. Yeah. Ooh. Excuse me. That's so cool, dude. Like just the the this long term of a goal, and then all the preparation that goes into it. And yeah, it's been fun, though. Honestly, like that's that's the key for me is that I've enjoyed doing all the research. So it hasn't been like a chore. It's never been like, oh, I don't want to look at this. It's like, oh, I don't want to do my homework. I want to just research. Oh, I totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. So I I just hope after this I can find something else that I want to do as badly as this and. I'm as hyped about. So do you think you'll be like that dude that's the who did the triple crown? Wait, it's called the triple crown, right? The Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna do the triple crown. The the Appalachian Trail for some reason doesn't really interest me that much. Well also it's, dude, the ticks over there. The ticks yeah, are there's, there's, there's a ton of things. Exactly. The ticks suck. Mosquitoes they're pretty bad. I mean they're not horrible. Like Oregon might be worse, but I don't know. Um the terrain's way steeper, it's way rainier. Uh, it's it's a little more similar to Missouri, so like I kind of not that I feel like I've seen it before, but like uh -huh. I wanted something new for sure, and it's not quite as high like max elevation. I don't think I guess I haven't really researched that too much, but and it's not like from the bottom of the country to the top, which kind of really like piques my interest because it goes from Maine. Or is it no? It's, it's like Georgia, it's Georgia to Maine. Maine. Yeah, or, yeah. Versa, yeah. Uh -huh, yeah, you can do both, and so it, it's cool, but I think. I would rather do, there's one called the Hayduke Trail, which is, it starts in Arches National Park, goes south through okay. Canyonlands, Capitol Reef, and um, Grand Escalante National Monument, and then goes into the Grand Canyon, and then up through... So there's some sites. Zion. Yeah, it ends at Zion. No, oh, It's 800 miles, but that, that one, I already told myself, if I ever get my PhD... I'll go do that one. Okay. But if I don't get my PhD, I like can't do it because it's like a mental, it's like a motivation thing. Like okay. I don't really know if I'm gonna get a PhD, but if I am, I, I need a little motivation. So that's dude, like, honestly, I, obviously we neither one of us know where we'd be later in life. Yeah. But I mean, you you seem like you're wired very similar to me because I'm the same way. I need to have a goal. Like yeah, it, it's not even like a conscious choice, dude. Yeah, like, it's just I need to be pushed. Yes. Because if I'm not, I'll just sit around. Yes. And if I sit around personally, I get real depressed real quick. That's why I hate winter. Yes. Because I just sit inside and I'm just like, man, these are all the things I could be doing. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why this week I've been outside like every day. Yeah, it's difficult to get yourself outside whenever it's mm -hmm. the weather's ass. Especially yeah. whenever it's a snow day and you're snowed in. Dude, no, I love uh, snow days though because I'll just go outside. Like, well, whenever they're care. consecutive, they're annoying. Uh, see, I've never had that. I've only had okay. like one or two individual snow days that were separated. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, I love sledding as well. Yeah. Just going head first, building ramps. <laughs> right. building ramps. Uh, yeah, snow days are nice. Oh yeah. I I hope we get one. Well, I guess it won't even affect me. There's only two yeah. weeks left to class for me. Yeah, so. you graduate soon, man. Dude, there's nine school days. So would you me. say this is your graduation gift? Uh-huh. Well, you see, do you only have nine school days until you're done? Yep. Wow. Nine school days, two finals. Wow. 
And one of those school days is like a two test day. So like my classes aren't really happening because it's just tests. So yeah, it's, wow. it's, whenever I get back Surreal. to school, I'm going to have to like hit the grind. Like I've got two projects, a presentation, another uh, like undergraduate thesis project that I've been working on for like a year now Okay. that I have to finish editing and I have to finish my conclusion and my wow. abstract. So like I got a ton of stuff to do, but I'll do it. Not stressing. Nah, I see. I, I mean, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out on the inside, <laughs> but like I know that'll push me to get it done. Right, right. So, so like the stress of. Yeah. Okay. I like that, like, subtle nudge in the back that's like, if you don't do this, you won't graduate. And I'm just like, okay, no. <laughs> Like, going to the library is easy when I got that as my motivation. So, where, where's the psychology behind that? Because I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm not very good. Like, whenever I, I don't handle stress really? very well at all. No, um, like, I... I don't know. I've always been, like... Get overwhelmed. Yeah, see, I, I definitely feel that. And, like, getting overwhelmed is easy. But my, like, one of my greatest strengths is when I get overwhelmed... I put my head down and I just pick one thing and I just do that. That's what you have to be. And then I pick another thing and I just do it and I just do it and I just do it. And if you think about the entire picture, mm -hmm, but you yeah, can only, you'll freak out. You only have this moment and you can and only so work at one thing at a time. How I work, like when I go to the library, people like think I don't get anything done because every like 15 minutes I get up and like I'll, I'll be gone for like five, 10 minutes. Because what I do is like I work really hard. Like for 15 minutes, I don't talk. I don't think about anything but what I'm working on. And then like, all of a sudden, I can feel myself being like, uh, and then I'll just get up and so go as take soon as a you walk. you catch your mind drifting, mm -hmm. you're just like, all right, I need a break. Yeah, and I'll go take a walk. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll go fill in my water bottle. Sometimes I'll go outside and walk around and just like look at the trees and go hit on the librarian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and then I'll come back. I'll like gather myself and then I'll start in on something else. I, I okay. like doing like 15 minutes of one thing, 15 minutes of another. Some people like going start to finish. I can't do that. I go like, do a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything, and then when it's due, it's already like three-fourths of the way done, so that night before, I just spend an hour finishing it. Right, right, so and it it's, it's kind of like cramming at the end, but yeah, you, I mean, with, the, with preparation. I've always been a procrastinator, and so this has been my way kind of around procrastination to where I'm still procrastinating, because I, like, I need that, like, it's fourth quarter there's a minute left we need that last touchdown like that's what i need that like pressure to uh -huh. really work my best i feel so maybe clutch. not you're clutch i like to think so i don't know if it's true <laughs> but that's how i operate best like when i got that pressure feeling down on me i i can just it's easier for my to keep myself motivated and on task okay, okay. because when i don't have that feeling of everything's gonna go horrible i'm like oh i can just go do whatever i don't need to work on this dude that's a cool psychology yeah it's it's probably not the best, like, but I. But it works for you. It yeah, exactly. You, yeah. yeah, and there's a there's a childish Gambino line that I love. It's like, I wish there were more of us freaking out, and I love that because I've like, never heard that by him. Oh, it's oh, God, it's on because of the internet somewhere. Hell of a thinker too. Oh yeah, like, dude. dude, that is. I would argue my childish. Model. Really, he got me out of depression for sure. No shit. Oh yeah, with last, his music or with his uh, stand up? No, or? his music. Uh, the album. Uh, I I don't know if it's an album actually. I think it's a mixtape, Cold Sack. Never heard it. Okay, it's yeah, it's kind of like it was before he blew up. It was the one before Camp, and actually, I'm assuming Camp's the one with like three thousand five. No, that's because of the internet. Uh, Camp's the one with Bonfire. 
I've heard Bonfire. Yeah, you definitely have. Okay. Yeah. And I remember I, I've heard it and I liked it, but I don't remember what it sounds like. I can't, like, I can't. No, it's like the right oh, I, I can't. I can't. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, and, like, my favorite part is the very end of Cold de Sac. He says, like, give me six months, I'll blow up. I told you so. I like that. And, yeah. and now he's huge. Yeah. You know, Redbone yeah. is one of, like, the biggest songs in the last couple of years. Like, he has, like, that came out this time last year, actually. Yeah, it was December, came out November December. of twenty six. Oh, it was it was December. December. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He 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 always releases in December because that's when the kids got money for Christmas. Right. Yeah, I remember last year, like last December, it was like Drake, Kit Cudi, uh -huh. Jake Cole. That childish. Thursday before finals week was crazy. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Everybody was like, new music. <laughs> and then you're just like, shit, I'm trying to get my finals done. Hey, calm down. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I can't be listening to rap music while I study. <laughs> I can't, dude. I, it's difficult. I, I can't listen to music while I study. Really? Like, I know a lot of people like to listen to, like, classical music. And yeah, a lot of people that I know listen to, like, soft EDM. Like, just, like, a little, like, no words. Okay. And that makes sense to me. But my problem is, if I have music going, I'll get distracted and focus on the music. And all of a sudden, it's been five minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I, I, I know... I don't know if I have ADHD. I'm not like diagnosed or anything, but I am very distracted very easily. I am the same. And way. I feel like most people are. And so I just I know myself, and I know I can't listen to music and do homework. I used to a lot. It's kind of the fun part about life, you know, like figuring out what works for you and mm -hmm. doesn't. Yeah, people, yeah. One of my friends is like, dude, how are you doing homework without music? I was like, what are you talking? About? He's like, I can't. Like, I'll go crazy. It's like, crazy. I'll go, the exact yeah, opposite. Literally, totally different people, but. Whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. Customize this life to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't use other people's anecdotal experience to like find the perfect method for yourself. That's why introspective thinking is essential. Yeah. You read the the mindfulness meditation book, right? No, I haven't. Oh, I thought Are I thought, you into meditation? Um I haven't been this semester, no. This okay. summer I did. I That's did how it was. I, I meditated for like a yeah. few months consecutively. When I was living it's alone tough. in my apartment, mm -hmm. I, I meditated very frequently. Yeah. I, I think when I'm hiking, I'm going to do a lot more of it. Because like for me, hiking kind of is meditation. Like I'll focus solely on my feet because I'm trying to change the way I walk. So whenever we walk, like if you strike with your heel, you hit and your leg is like straight. So your hip and your back takes a lot of impact, but if you hit with the front of your foot, your knee's bent slightly, and so your knee acts as like a piston, and so it'll like be a shock absorber. So your quad's taking a lot of that too. It's, yeah, like your leg muscles. Yeah, right? your leg is taking a lot of the impact, and that that lint guy's the one who like kind of has made me rethink like why do you walk with a heel strike? It's because shoes are made with a two to one ratio. There's you know two inches of foam in the back, one on the front. So that you can heel strike, so it's easier. Right. And on concrete, that's fine. But when you're on a trail, you're gonna, it's gonna hurt, and your body's not gonna be able to handle it for 2,600 miles. Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually like trying to change the way I walk to increase my odds of finishing. No way. Now there's, yeah, I, I, it's, it's crazy how much I've like. Wait, do you know the? Wait, sorry. No, 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 you, no. You're good. Do you know the percentage of people who start and finish. make it? Um. I don't, but I, there was one survey that they did last year. Of the people who answered the survey, it was like 47% finished. Okay. So, I mean, it's... So, but that's only 50, the people 50. that are stupid enough to answer surveys. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's only the people who like... So, most people... And they say a lot of people quit within the first 40 miles. 
Okay, okay. Because they'll try to like they'll try to do 20 miles the first day, 20 miles the second day, and then their body just quits on them. But you're doing the opposite. You're taking it easy in the mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah, because well, first Clutch. of all, I see that a lot of people fail in the very beginning, and I know my aunt is a little bit worried about like keeping up with me. So I want us to like start together slow and just get our own paces. And I don't walk fast. I walk three miles an hour. It's a 20 minute mile, just steady. And the goal is to eventually walk from sunup to sundown. So not walk fast, but just walk all day. And I mean, if you do three miles an hour for 12 hours, that's over 30 miles. Right, right. So, I mean, 36 miles a day, that's, that is a ton. And if I can build up my body strength to where I can walk at a steady pace for that long, I'll be good. Yeah, yeah. And that'll make resupplies easier because, you know, if I go 120 miles, that's only four days. You know, at 30 miles a day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. It's just, yeah, that's, that is probably the best way to attack it, honestly. Not like. Right, yeah. That's, that, that's Lynn's strategy. He's like, I don't walk fast. He's like, most of you out there walk faster than me, but you will not walk more in a day than me. He's like, I don't take breaks for food. He's like, all my food's in my side pouches. I eat while I walk. I, I don't stop for lunch. I, I'll stop to take a picture. I'll stop cool sights. I'll say hi to people, but I just keep walking. That's next level, wow. Yeah, and it's really smart. I think that's, like, that's my plan of attack. And then the desert, I have a different plan of attack, but it just depends on if it's What's really that? hot. So waking up like 5 a.m., hike till like 10 a.m., so getting like five hours of hiking. Okay. And then take a nap during the heat of the day, you know, because 10 to 2 is like oh, the hottest that's part. Smart, yeah. Just take a nap during the day, wake back up at like 4 p.m., and then hike from 4 to like 10 p.m. So your your sleep schedule is going to be extremely malleable yeah, on this trip. Yeah, a little trip. bit. A little, really? But I mean, I think being out in nature and being exhausted all the time, it's not going to be too big of a deal. Because like, if my body's always so physically exhausted, the second I lay down, I feel like I'll probably be asleep. And I... I sleep really well as is, mm -hmm. but if I want to wake up, like if I set my mind to like, I'm waking up at this time. Like I, the natural, like almost, you're almost programming your circadian rhythm to, so it's like a natural alarm clock. Kind, kind of. of. I, I also, I think it's a little bit the sun. Like I usually, if the sun is in my room, I can kind of like feel it and either decide to wake up or be like, nah, I'm sleeping in today. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I mean, I have 8 a.m. three days a week. So I like have to get up early every day. Okay. So I'm I, I can I can get up early and go every day, but I also I don't think you're you're gonna be so exhausted physically and mentally mm -hmm. that I th I don't think you're gonna have any trouble sleeping. No, so. no, I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's an advantage. That's an yeah, advantage. right. And I would be nice to like have. They say they call hiker midnight is 9 p.m. Okay. So like I'll get some good sleep, probably more sleep than I've had in the last couple of years. Yeah, really. Like it's been this semester has been awesome. I've been sleeping like seven and a half hours a night, which is like more than I've slept. In a long time. Really? Yeah, my sleep schedule was pretty messed up freshman, sophomore year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Junior 3 year. 3 a.m. waking up yeah. at noon. Yeah. I lived it. Uh, junior year. Did you live in the fraternity house at any point? My junior year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> so late. Oh, my. You sleep in so late. It was late. normal. Like, Monday through Friday, people were up till 1. Okay. Saturday and Sunday, people were up till 3 in my living room. So I could hear them every single night. Like so you really don't even have much of a choice, no, honestly. No, I, I got good at falling asleep with people around me. So, like, I, living in a fraternity house, I picked up a lot of self-control skills. Because, like, every temptation you can dream of is there. You've got to want yourself to be better than that. Absolutely. Rise above it. Rise mm -hmm. above it. Rise it's above hard. it. It's hard. 
But it's cool because like no one in our fraternity had really lived in a fraternity house. Like we had an off-campus house, okay. but it was totally different. We had six guys living in the new house. We had fifteen. Yeah, it's a and, very different dynamic yeah, than six. Exactly, especially in Greektown versus not in Greektown. Okay. And so, like, there was no one older than me that I could be like, yo, like, what'd you do when you lived in house? And now, like, I go back, like, I try to get to that fraternity house, like, once a week just to, like, see how the guys in house are doing. And, like, no shit. Yeah, just because, like, it's a, it's, I don't want to say it's a burden to live in the fraternity house, but, like, it's a big task. Like, I agree. You have agree. to be up to it to keep your grades up, to keep your sleep up, and your social life. Worst but, grades of college were whenever I was living there. I believe it. Yeah, yeah absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, but yeah. it is fun. It was I, only one semester, though, so uh, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I did. And you're totally right. It is fun. It's pros and cons, but mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. makes you appreciate your alone time. At least it did for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I definitely. I, I started reading when I was living in the fraternity house. Yeah. I would take my hammock and I'd go hang it up out back and I'd yeah. just read for like 10 minutes. Okay, okay. People would come out and give me shit all the time. I was like, I don't care. Like, you can make fun of me. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. I, I'm aware. <laughs> yes, yes. Dude, that's one thing I've always respected about you too. Like you, you, you're able to. I'm the same way in this aspect. Like, just be able to go against the crowd and not really care what other people think. Yeah, that's, I, that's essential, man. I mean, I think like people who just do things because other people do things. Are stupid personally i mean i it's get like it like it's it's so it's so easy to think that way though but i've started like if i see everybody going right i'm like i'm gonna try left maybe it sucks maybe they were all right but i want to know for myself it isn't good enough for me to see other people doing one thing i want to do it myself and see that it's wrong and then be like okay sure you're right yeah yeah but if they're not like i'm probably gonna keep doing it my way that's an open mind versus a closed mind i guess yeah or a follower versus a leader too yeah, I mean, a little bit. There's a quote by, I, I can't remember who it was. It was either, I want to say, it's either, <laughs> these are a lot of just random names, but Albert <laughs> Einstein, Edgar Allan Poe, or uh, Mark Twain. I think it was Mark Twain, actually. But uh, it's like, when it, like pretty much the idea is observe the masses and do the opposite. Which you know, yeah. I kind of agree no, with that. Yeah, like, yeah. On a lot of things, Dude, that's pretty prevalent. Mark Twain's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Missouri-made man. Missouri, yeah, Hannibal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the one, the one thing I got from him though was I had to read him in high school. Okay. And I probably spark noted the whole thing. I mean, but the one thing that stuck with me that we talked about in class was like his thought on like life was basically people who don't travel to like not to no fault of their own, but kind of are ignorant. He's like, if you don't know what's out there you are ignorant because you just assume your way is the best way yeah. because you haven't seen the other ways. He's like, if you don't expand your life through travel and through new experiences, you're doing yourself a disservice. A lot more ignorant. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's why I've tried to like make my life some more, something that I like try to do outside the box. And I want to make people like rethink what they're doing. Like most people go into business and I'm a fisheries and wildlife. That's pretty like strange. It's pretty out of the box, but I want to show people that you can do that, be a professional and have a good life. And you don't need all these things people tell you. You don't need like the cars, you don't need the money. Like sure, they're fun. And uh -huh. if that's what you want, don't let me tell you, like don't do that. But that's not what I want with my life. I Same. want experiences and I want people and I want like places in my mind to go to, not things because things go out of style and yeah. then you have to buy the next new thing but Absolutely. this trip once it's done like i'll never have to go redo it i mean i probably want to honestly i probably want to go back but like it will always live in my memory and the things i've learned from it 
I'll never forget. Oh, absolutely. Unless I get Alzheimer's. You'll think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is terrifying to see. Scary fucking drug. Terrifying to see. No, not drug. Yeah, disease. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, on the same point. Yeah, so you would consider yourself more of a minimalist compared to, like, materialist? Yeah. I mean, if you're comparing the two, I'm... I'm definitely on the minimalist side, but I mean, it's like a spectrum, you know, I'm right, not, right. I'm not a minimalist, but I'm definitely on that side. I would say I'm like 80, 20 personally. Yeah. Like I, I like I nice things, that. but like at the same yeah. time, like it, it's, you can't put too much value mm -hmm. in those nice things. Yeah. And I think our generation, not to, this might sound kind of conceited and narcissistic about the whole entire millennial, <laughs> yeah. millennial generation, but I think our generation's kind of starting to figure that out, at least in the United States in this consumer-based economy. Yeah. Like people are figuring out they don't want things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the way. It's not mm -hmm. the way. I, I think things should be a way to get experiences. Like if you want to buy a car, buy the car that allows you to go mudding if that's what you like. You yeah, know? totally. Like or, a Jeep, yeah. Yeah, like um, you can buy a nice, I'm not saying don't buy a nice car. Like the backpack I bought is a nice expensive backpack but it's going to allow me to have more fun doing what I like doing. You know, it's yeah, like, totally. it's buying nice things that help you have fun, not buying nice things because it's fun. Okay. It's a subtle difference, but like, I think it's important. And you got to find that fine line and be able to, yeah. That's, I guess that's where the wisdom comes from, right? Yeah. Experience knowing when you've got enough. Cause I mean, everyone wants more. It's like part of human nature is we want more because that makes us work harder. And so like people who want more are usually, they, they grow and become better. Absolutely. But you've got to know where to like draw the line in the sand and be like, I've got, I've got what I need. I don't need more. And being like being unsatisfied, it's, it's a creative state. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. I, I think people are afraid of being unsatisfied because like they think like the goal of life is to be satisfied, but really like being unsatisfied, like you said, it helps you do great things. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's hard to balance like 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 with the PCT like I've already started dreaming about the next trail and the next thing. Like I haven't even done one. And, yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm not going to be satisfied with that, but I know I've got to like collect myself and be like, "Nah, I got to work for a little bit and then the next adventure." And like you've got to have self-discipline. Absolutely. That's a yeah, it's a mental barrier. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, everyone everyone wants more. Yeah, that's just yeah. that's just true. Good and bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just gotta find that. Yeah, greed. Greed is a scary demon, man. Right. Everyone works in self-interest. Like the in my work, they always talk about they'll have like meetings. So we're like the science side, and then you've got like the the lawyers for like the ag industry side, and then you've got like the EPA government side, and everyone just wants their part done, and so okay. then regulations get passed where. The science is there a little bit, the farmers get their input, and the EPA gets their input. So everyone's just working totally in self-interest, but we all kind of find a happy medium. Like, the, you know, the balance is achieved, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it's, what's interesting it's to me really hard to about, balance. like, economics, you know? Like, the, the concept of, like, the, the invisible hand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool, because every single person is working out of self-interest. Some are a little bit more selfless than mm -hmm. others, yeah. but for the most part, like you said, yeah, they're working out of self-interest, but this, I don't know, just, yeah. It's just, yeah, well, yeah, no it's one's going to screw themselves over on purpose. Yeah. You know, and so they work to do what they think is best. And people are wrong a lot. Like, people who work in self-interest sometimes probably screw themselves over. But 
that's I feel like what keeps us going back to like being self-interested is that sometimes you're wrong, but whenever you're right, it just feels that much better because you've been wrong and you know what it's like to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't you can't experience highs without the lows. I don't know. No, I agree because then you have that that low to compare it to. Mm -hmm, yeah, everything is relative. Like my my uh, philosophy teacher, he said one day he's he wrote on the board. He goes, "Tim is tall." His name's Tim. He's like five ten. And he's like, here, you laugh, because I'm not tall. But when I go back to Taiwan, I am tall. Like, right. that, that, is, that is true. But everything's relative. So, Versus if you go somewhere over in, like, one of those tribes in Africa where they're recruiting, like, apparently Duke University is recruiting these people that are, like, seven foot. And he's short. <laughs> yeah. He's short. Exactly. So it's, it's just crazy. Like, our human senses are based off of change. So like, you know, you have, you have you heard about how a frog will be boiled alive if you just slowly increase the temperature? No. Oh, okay. Well, basically, if you put a frog in a pot and it's cold water and all of a sudden it's just boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put a frog in a pot and you just slowly turn up the temperature, very slowly, it'll just chill there because it doesn't sense the change and all of a sudden it's dying. Oh, wow. Because senses are based off of change. So if there isn't change in your life, you don't really notice differences. Like you need that high and you need that low just as much. Like we don't like the low, we don't like the struggle, but without it, you don't appreciate what you've got. You know, you know and those are the times where you dig deep and yeah, honestly, the struggle is humans so can survive everywhere. Yeah, that is cool. Like the greatest struggle ever, you can survive. Like the Holocaust, people survived that. Like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, and those people probably have some of the greatest work ethic because they went through so much shit and, like, surviving on a daily basis took more energy than most of us spend in a month. Oh. And if you think about it, like, once you're done with that struggle, all of a sudden you're like, well, why would I not work really, really hard? Because I've been working really hard for the last two years. Right, right. And so you just put that work ethic into something else and... That's how people get really, really good at things is they go through struggle and then they see what they want to do and they put that same amount of effort that they put into surviving before. Into well, I think that, that work ethic that you develop from that is important, but more than anything, I think the gratitude that you would be able to take away True. from that because I don't know, I feel like you can always tap into that experience and same with, with you hiking, hiking the PCT, like that's, you can, you can always tap into that, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Wait, whatever you need way. to tap into it for, too. Like, whatever you learn out there, you'll know. And you, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you'll, you'll know. Yeah. And wh whether it's a self-confidence boost, it's a times, times will suck, but they'll get better. Like, just keep on trekking, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. Definitely will, like, put perspective on things and help me. Like, when I'm in, a, in another low, be like, I've been lower. Look, I can make it through. I made it through before. Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about it that way. I think I, I'm excited because we should, we should totally do another podcast. Like oh, after? after? Oh, yes. definitely. Yeah, yes. no, definitely. Like a post, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I had thought about that for sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, you want to call this wraps? Sure, dude. Yeah. Cool. This was a great podcast. This is a good podcast. first podcast. Yeah. How long was that? Oh, let's see. Hour 14 minutes on the recorder. Nice. All right. Cool. Nice. Fly pretty fast. Well, do you have any last words? I mean... Um, not really, no. Yeah, I have nothing. I usually, I usually ask the guests to like, like, like say whatever you want to say or send the clothes off. But yeah, um, 
Yeah. Well, I guess it, I guess it's worth noting because we didn't say I've known Matt since preschool. Yeah, we were like four years old when we met. Something yeah. like that. Something crazy. And then we've, I mean, been like friends ever since. It's kind of cool too because like we've kind of. Because we grew up with, like, different lives. We grew up, like, 20 yeah, minutes away. Yeah, so. but we played soccer occasionally, like, indoor. I think we played, like, two years here, two years there. Because we played at, um... Meta? Yeah, but then there was a different one, too, like, Madison Square Garden, maybe? I never played with Barmeo at Madison. I thought, no, it, well, you personally. totally did. Yeah, because no, there, there was two other kids from Timberland. There was, Did uh, we? Yeah, did we for, like, one or two years. That was it. Okay. I'm pretty I think sure. it, yeah, because I, I remember inviting buddies. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah okay, I guess what I did. Because yeah. there was two of your friends from Timberland that played varsity, and they were like amazing. And I was like just trying to pretend like I knew what I was doing. Right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I kind of like stopped playing soccer at that point, and you guys were like the peak of soccer. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure at that oh, yeah, point, soccer was a big part of my. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's the same way. Like water polo was a big part of my life. Totally, like, totally. It's, it's cool though how everyone kind of goes off, does their own things, has their own experiences, and then comes back and actually has cool stuff to talk about. True. And yeah. it's cool, too, because we, we saw each other growing up, like, very frequently. It was just like, you're, you're one of those people, and I have, I have a few people like this, like, and just people go in and out of our lives and stuff, mm -hmm. and then now now we're at the point of our lives where we're starting to really figure out more, like, who we really are. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like, like same, same deal. I have another buddy who he, he grew up... Um, and I, I, I don't know, basically I saw him all the time. He's a family friend, so I've known him since I was probably about five, honestly. Something okay. crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. And he was like he was just in and out of my life constantly, but like now like the person he turned into, I think he's like the coolest guy. And same to you, man. Same Thanks, to you. Man. You too, yeah. dude. Thank yeah. you, thank I you. Know, I, we I feel like we didn't really hang out too much till this week, but like we've hung out like what every day so far. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not mad. Well I also like like your uh, your grad party I came to. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. like a lot of a lot of like uh like family type things, you know mm, what I mean? And then no, we had a lot of yeah. mutual friends. I think that's what yeah, it was more no, than Yeah, no, definitely. We, Especially with like, like Greg. Sleepovers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think Greg, Greg was the binding piece more than For anything. sure, because yeah. Greg always played soccer with you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah. All right. It's cool yeah. things work out like that. That's tight. They always do, somehow. True. Optimist. Optimist. <laughs> uh, for now. And there you have it. The PCT trail, he's taking it on in three months. Wait, is it three months? Uh, or four months? Four. Yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right. Four months. So, uh, yeah, wish him luck in the comments. Yeah, all right, see you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> these awkward, these, these send-offs are always so awkward. Dude, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs>